Okay, this is Rock Hard Caucus. My name is Justin, and I've got Stella and Natalie here with me. Hey! Hey! Hey, to both of you. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't been recording a lot recently, so we may be a little rusty and just shouting hey at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And tonight we have a special guest. Uh, My friend Dan Cobble is here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, Dan. Dan. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I've known Dan for a while now. We met during the uh, uprisings of 2020. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got some stories together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you trenches. were there. Uh, Dan was there at the the march in Coralville where a car hit me very slowly. I I, I don't think I was at that one actually. Oh really? Um, I thought you were. I uh, so I had some off the record shenanigans that I was up to the night before. So, oh, okay. um, <laughs> but uh, so I wasn't able to make it that day. But I remember seeing that happen and just being like, "What the hell?" <laughs> there was just so little going on in Coralville that I just like assumed you were there, conflated I, them in my head. I felt so bad that I wasn't there because I was like, I would, I was planning on being there, and I honestly just like slept through it. um so yeah that one that one started early i remember it was really hot out yeah and like i got in the night before it like uh fought like the morning before i should say i got in at like four or five yeah actually for legal reasons i think this part might not should should probably not be in the podcast but um (laughs) well we're here today because uh dan has had a lot of experience recently with uh, trying to participate in public meetings of local government boards and stuff. And uh, there's an important board of supervisors meeting happening next week in Johnson County. Um, that is on Wednesday, January 12th at one they They're having a meeting to go over their budget and you can, I think, well, Dan will know this. You can participate in person or like uh, over Zoom or something, right? Yeah. So um, if you uh, just Google uh, Johnson County Supervisors Meeting. And okay, Joe go... Biden, telling me to Google. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm a boomer at heart. So, <laughs> But um, if you Google it, um, you'll go to, let me actually, I'll do that right now. So... I'm giving people good information. So yeah, walk us through it. John, you Google Johnson County Supervisors Meeting, and the first hit will just be Board of Supervisors, Johnson County, Iowa. Hit that, and then go to Watch Board of Supervisors Meetings. It's a blue tab under Quick Links, and um, then you will see uh, events, upcoming events. And that will have, for example, they have Board of Supervisors. Right now, they have Board of Supervisors formal meeting on January 6th, 2022, um, Planning and Zoning Commission, et cetera, et cetera. And you just find the meeting, and it will be listed as a Board of Supervisors work session. And hit the agenda, and you will be taken to another page, which has the Zoom meeting information on it, along with agenda, the agenda information for that meeting. Was this always supposed to be available by Zoom or was that something that you were kind of advocating for? So um, with the supervisors, um, they've always they'd always had it so that you could call in the meetings. Mm -hmm. And then during the pandemic, they had it so that you could do it via Zoom. 
And so, I mean, they, it's surprising because for how backwards they can be, the supervisors are actually super progressive in this regard. Mm-hmm. Like it would be nice if they had easily accessible uh, verbatim transcripts, which is something else that we've been advocating for. <laughs> right. But um, like compared, like, so for example, in Coralville, during the height of the pandemic, if you wanted to comment at a city council meeting, you had to go to the chamber in person and talk into the city council computer to the city council people who are all there via Zoom. Like, and this <laughs> yeah, is like, I remember that. What? This is the height of the pandemic. So like the city of Coralville is super backwards in regards to accessibility in that regard. Yeah. So that's something that we've been trying to push them to change. The, the Iowa City School Board, it's it's wild because they don't even post footage of their meetings for sometimes up to two or three weeks after the meeting. So yeah. let alone like being able to like zoom yeah. into that, you know? Yeah. And I want that school board footage because uh, Joseph Dobrian shows up at those meetings <laughs> and I, I want those videos. <laughs> Did you see it the last one? So he like uh, was making fun of me. And he was, because at the last one, um, I forget his name, but he was a Reverend Doyle came up and was doing comments. And then I spoke after him and I was like, that was really good. And um, Dobrian was talking about Doyle in his uh, comments at the last school board meeting. And he was like, the last commenter came up and was like, that was really good. (laughs) And he just had like the most menacing look on his face. Like it's Uh... just terrifying <laughs> yeah he's a mean old man <laughs> i i don't know like my therapist knows him mm. and she's she's told me some horror stories i so. assume he's not a patient this isn't like breaking <laughs> no. dude the guy who has the appointment right before you is so fucked no. up man. no 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 hipaa violation they know each other socially but um <laughs> no that would that would be kind of an awkward conversation but <laughs> <laughs> he's such a scary guy and Justin is so obsessed with him <laughs> I mean it's there's a lot to be obsessed with though he's interesting yeah and i only know this because um he he always mentions his address at city council meet or at the school board meetings which i mean a lot of them make you say your address like legally they i mean most of them all of them ask you to give your address yeah um but legally you don't have to and i mean if you're if you're like me or other people who are speaking out against the cops you don't want them to have your address Right. And um, actually, so I have enough like one time I was pulling out of my driveway on a Sunday afternoon and this cop was like slowly backing up in front of my driveway to the point where I had to stop my car to let him continue backing up. <laughs> and then when I pulled out of my driveway, he started following me and I just kept going like he had no lights, nothing. And then eventually he just turned away. But it was like, really, what the fuck? Like, that's why we don't want cops to know where we live. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, they do. They can get that information pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I guarantee they know where I live. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't want to make things easier for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, if they want to know where I live, they have to ask around. <laughs> 
So uh, the the meeting on the twelfth, the budget meeting for the Johnson County Board of Supervisors, and I'll do my best to link like where you can get to that meeting online. But their website is like a real piece of shit. So yeah, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> it would be good because I mean I think they have the same Zoom link again and again and again. And I guess I'll just use mm-hmm. this to say, hey, Johnson County, John Green. Y'all just need to have a link, like just a recurrent place where like, hey, if you want to zoom into the meetings, do it here instead of hiding it in the agenda. Well, yeah, that assumes that they want it to be uh, accessible, though. <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> for, so like for the Des Moines City Council meetings, the, it's, the meetings are available via Zoom, but you can't speak via Zoom. Hmm. So if yeah. you are attending a supervisor's meeting via Zoom in Johnson County, can you also actually participate or just watch? You can, you can, you can participate. Um, okay. So okay. you, the way it usually goes down at the meetings is you just raise your hand and then the um, person who's like the executive assistant, I think his position is, um, will indicate to the um, chairperson, hey, there's someone on Zoom who wants to comment. And then the chair person will recognize that person and it's the same actually as Des Moines and or it has been the same as Des Moines and the I with the Iowa City Council because um they also had it so that you could zoom into it but not comment mm-hmm. hmm. so it seems kind of like well okay well but what the fuck like <laughs> like that's not really a victory for like accessibility if you can't participate well, <laughs> so exactly. I'm glad you can at least participate at the yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and um one of the justifications for not having hybrid meetings that the city manager and the city attorney of Iowa City gave out was that, hey, people can watch this on YouTube and they can email us. That's all the accessibility we need. And it's like, great. So how about the fact that those people never respond to the emails? Right, they'll just ignore the emails. Yeah. Yeah, like a certain city council person from Iowa City last night was like, hey, I'm old. That's why I don't respond to emails. <laughs> and I'm not going to out them, but like <laughs> it it was just like, come on, how else are people supposed to get to like in contact yeah. with you? Yeah. I mean, if you want local government to be responsive to people at all. They don't. Like, yeah. Yeah. And their response, <laughs> I mean, their, their response was like, I have a landline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they want to be getting calls from people like us all day. <laughs> yeah. Well. And one of the things, so Rod Sullivan has his blog, Sullivan Solvos, and I've been, oh my God, I've (laughs) been like, I've copied and pasted all of them into a Google Doc, Mm -hmm. and I've just been pouring through it for like the last few weeks, if not months, (laughs) and like every Thursday he posts one, and it's funny because he'll post some that are about how, oh, it's the public needs to be engaged, it's good for the public to be engaged, (laughs) It's good when activists rile people up because that means they're doing their job. And then literally he'll go and be like, oh, my God, these activists are so terrible and so mean. It's like, Rod, what the hell? And actually, (laughs) this is very timely because also every year on um, Martin Luther King Day, he posts like this tribute to Martin Luther King. And one of them was like, oh, Martin Luther King was a radical and we need to live up to his legacy and not let him be watered down and it's like wow rod like you would have hated martin luther king (laughs) actually like had to deal with him remember when he couldn't cut it on twitter remember when we bullied him off twitter oh my god yeah (laughs) he deleted his account he deleted his account (laughs) 
So I gave him, so he blocked me mm-hmm. and oh, right. I sent him a cease and desist letter. <laughs> I emailed to it to him and the subject line was urgent cease and desist. <laughs> and then he took a copied and pasted the email into a Facebook status, including my name. Mm-hmm. And so all of these prominent people uh, were just like, screw him. Like, go, go run, yeah. go for you. Like all of these yes people. That was my favorite part of him getting off Twitter was that he had like a big post about it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, he was like, I'm done with Twitter. There are too many trolls. And yeah. I'm like, bro, Rod, you, the That's thing that I. That's not what a troll is. Well, the thing that I, so he, he blocked me. The discussion that led to that, we, it was just a back and forth about ARPA funding and the excluded workers fund. Yeah. And because Rod also tweeted himself into a legal situation, another legal situation by like questioning the work status of one of the activists for the excluded workers fund. Oh shit. I didn't know that. And he did that in a tweet. And so she filed a human rights complaint against him personally and the county um asserting retaliation and so it's like rod just like walks himself into these situations and i was like we were talking about arpa and he was like well i can't talk about this because i'm being sued and i was like does that mean you're not going (laughs) to talk about arpa at all and he was like he was like that's not what i mean stop twisting my words like you do dan and it was like, I woke up to that and I was just like, fuck off, Rod, you spineless weasel. And then he, and then I just went on talking about all of his various hypocrisies and then he blocked me and then um, the cease and desist happened. <laughs> the yeah. tweeting supervisor. <laughs> yeah, local politics is fun. <laughs> yeah, so Rod will be at this meeting that we are talking about now, the meeting next Wednesday. Possibly. He will possibly be there. He actually has COVID at the moment. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Speedy recovery, Rod. Hope you're feeling better yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm hoping, because I think John Green also has COVID. So, I mean. He does. Yep. Like, and that's oh, the no. thing. Like, I, I disagree with these people politically. And, like, I get into it and we're like cats and dogs. But at the end of the day, like. <laughs> I mean, they have their good qualities and I like them. I like all of them as human beings, you know, <laughs> even I mean, Rod. <laughs> I I could have a I feel like I could have a drink with Rod or yeah. like be on a plane ride with him and we would like mend bridges. I yeah. admire but. that he has had a consistent blog presence since <laughs> 2007. Yeah. The thing yeah. I like about Rod is that like he shoots from the hip. And like, you always know what is going on with him. Like, he won't lie to you. I mean, he'll tell you that, hey, I'm hypocritical and blah, 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 (laughs) blah. But like, you'll know it. And I mean, I'm not going to call out any names, but like, damn, there are some politicians out there, especially on like our local stage who will tell you one thing and then go do another. It's, It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the reason that I wanted to put this focus on next week's budget meeting is because the Johnson County sheriffs are uh, requesting uh, a very uh, specific amount of money to do uh, <laughs> something that's been, uh, well, I wish it had been more controversial, but um, so they have this vehicle, an MRAP, which is uh, it stands for Mine Resistant Something Something. Ambush Protected. <laughs> 
ambush protect protected it's, it's a t- ambush protected it's a terrible okay. acronym yeah like like for it to be grammatically correct you have to say the mrap vehicle right right because yeah if you're saying mrap you're saying the mine resistant ambush protected and that's just yeah. like a that's not how grammar works collection of adjectives yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's ridiculous but they uh the mrap it's like too expensive for them to maintain or something, so they want to exchange it for a Bearcat vehicle well, instead. Which has a way cooler name. Well, <laughs> yes and no. And so like the reason why it's more expensive to maintain is because its maintenance was funded through all of these different departments, Coraville PD, ICPD, um, the county, North Liberty PD, because they all share the vehicle. Right, and so we've been harping on these officials to cut that uh, the money that they're all pitching in to the MRAP, and I mean it's been pretty successful. Do you guys know how much money it costs, like yearly, to maintain? Like they don't they don't use it that often, so it's just like sitting somewhere, right? I I believe the insurance rate for it each year um, oh. is two hundred and seventy dollars, and the board of supervisors voted to cut that, and I think the sheriff was going to find somewhere else in his budget to fund it. But um, I d- and as for maintenance, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But that that is the claim, right? That's why they want to exchange it for a Bearcat is because of the cost no. to maintain such a thing. I mean, or? they're not even. I don't even think they're using it that as an excuse. I think they're just okay. um, straight up being like, people don't want this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I mean, at least like they're acknowledging that, like, hey, it, it, we possibly did something shitty. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the 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 MRAP was um, obtained in 2014, right? Yeah, it was obtained in 2014, and the program I have it. It was a federal program through the military. I have it somewhere. 1033. This was like an Iraq yeah. war vehicle or something. Yeah, that's the- yes. When they were putting a bunch of the old military equipment into police departments across the country, you could buy it for really cheap. Yeah. Really, really relative, air quotes, really cheap. Right. Well, and so I think the vehicle itself is free. Oh, it looks like, so according to this, um, (laughs) sorry, Iowa City Press Citizen article, it says that the MRAP, which has six tires and weighs Mm -hmm. (laughs) 52,700 pounds, and you can fit... 10 people in it, plus another two in stretchers, yep. was built at a cost of almost three quarters of a million dollars, and Johnson County used drug forfeiture money to acquire it. <gasps> you want to oh. know what the name of the company who built the MRAP is? Something horrible. It, it's actually very friendly. It's Bay. I think it's like Bay Enterprises. <laughs> B-A-E. Michael Bay. Enterprises. <laughs> B-A-E. Oh, okay. Oh, like they like like before yeah. anyone else. <laughs> so uh the MRAP is Lonnie, former sheriff Lonnie Polk Barracks Bay. Yeah. <laughs> so like the specific model is a Cayman MRAP variant, which was built by Bay Industries. Mm-hmm. And that year, uh, Iowa City, or Johnson County, excuse me, was one of 15 Iowa law enforcement agencies to get an MRAP. So there's yeah. more more out there. I remember there being definitely in 2014, you know, some folks in Johnson County were alarmed and grossed yeah. out by this thing. And then I think it was after that when um, Michael Brown was murdered and the mm-hmm. Ferguson protests were happening that there was increased attention around like the militarization of the 
county and local police presences as well. And the MRAP got a lot more coverage then as well. Yeah. So, and Rod Sullivan, bless his heart, um, in August of 2014, through his blog, Sullivan Salvos, I had a salvo about the MRAP. And he basically laid out his position, which, I mean, unofficially, his position is he's going to be a little party bitch and kiss up to the sheriff. <laughs> um, that's literally what he said. He said that, hey, I have a good relationship with the sheriff and I don't want to ruin it. But officially, yeah. He has said that, hey, the county can't do anything to force the sheriff to get rid of it. It's not our job to mess with their funding, which is ridiculous because the board of supervisors are directly responsible for funding the sheriff. Even with back the blue and stuff, that legislation, Mm -hmm. they can still say, hey, sheriff, you're doing something we don't like. We're going to cut your funding if you don't cut it out. They have that control. They have oversight over the sheriff department budget. So to say that they they can't do anything about like what the sheriff department is spending their money on is com- like, obviously they do. Like they wouldn't obviously, have these meetings otherwise. <laughs> obviously they do. But um. so anyways, as Rod was saying in his salvo, he was like, it's a very long salvo. So I have some excerpts. Um, <laughs> there has been a public stir around this vehicle and I understand why. <laughs> I wish they had never accepted the vehicle. I think it is a bad idea on two counts. But first, a disclaimer, it is not easy to be a cop. (laughs) And then he goes into this whole thing, basically. It's literally so easy to be a cop. Well, so, but here's the thing, though. Like, if Rod is a party guy, and by a party guy, I mean, Rod loves Democrats. He loves. He's such a Democrat, yeah. Uh, who another big person in the Johnson County Democratic Party was the sheriff at this time in 2015. Yeah, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Lonnie, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's like Polkrebeck. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so Rod loves Lonnie Polkrebeck. Like you go through his solvos, you go through their personal posts. It's just him sucking up to Lonnie. Like Lonnie can do no wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the Salvo right now that you're talking about and towards the end he says, "Let me be clear. We have an excellent sheriff." And excellent is in all caps. <laughs> yeah. And then and then like I love the very end of it because the very end of the Salvo, I do not like the purchase of the MRAP. I think it was a bad idea, but I'm not sure a public flogging of the sheriff helps in any way. And I mean, he's just like trying to deflect criticism from Lonnie for helping procure this vehicle. Can't flog him if he's in a fucking tank. Like, (laughs) I dare you to flog me through this. (laughs) Yeah. Six inches of steel in the way of your flog. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. He also, and another point in the Salvo, Rod talks about how the Board of Supervisors did not authorize the funding nor can we take it away. A supervisor's meeting on the topic would amount to little more than political grandstanding. Political grandstanding? Rod, you control this guy's <laughs> funding. You control the funding of this office. It, I mean, there is a clear thing of oversight there. And yeah. Rod himself, in emails to me, admitted it. He was like, I could make his life difficult. I could force him to get rid of this. But hey, this big, huge vehicle, it I mean, it's not worth ruining my relationship with the sheriff. <laughs> so one of the other supervisors, actually, Lisa Green Douglas, mm-hmm. said, I told her that Rod said that the sheriff, that the supervisors could do this. They could mm-hmm. threaten to withhold the sheriff's funding if he didn't, I mean, comply. 
And she was like, legally, we cannot do that. And she was like, Rod, I mean, I don't know where Rod's coming from, but legally, we cannot do that. So at a supervisor's meeting, I was like, so Rod either doesn't understand what his job is, or Lisa Green Douglas is a liar. Right. And to her credit, I will say Lisa Green Douglas is one of the two of five Board of Supervisors members in Johnson County who um, opposes the sheriff having an armored vehicle. Mm-hmm. So the other being John Green. Yeah. Um, and there there was some... So, like, the way that the sheriff department acquired the MRAP, like, it, it was sort of portrayed like they were doing this behind the rest of the county's back. They totally were. And okay. it, um, to, for, to be clear, it wasn't just the sheriff's department. It was also, it was the sheriff's department, Lonnie Polk the sheriff, along with um, Johnson County Emergency Management, which is mm-hmm. led by a guy named Dave Wilson. Mm-hmm. Dave Wilson and Lonnie were the two guys at the county who went out of their way to get this vehicle from the federal government. Right. And I mean, one of the rationalizations for this vehicle is, hey, this is something we can use in disaster situations, not just criminal stuff, disaster situations. Right. And so if you look through the list of deployments, like there are, are a handful of like, oh, flood recovery, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bro, <laughs> that's so dumb. Get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dan sent me this list earlier of um, a record of deployments of the MRAP. So we can see like what this vehicle has been used for and we can see who has been using it. Um, but like Dan said earlier, um, they don't keep records very well of this. So this is certainly not a, a full list. So the record is from, I think, a June 15th or 16th work session with the supervisors. Mm-hmm. And at that work session, the sheriff himself admitted, hey, like, we don't do a very good job keeping records. This isn't the <laughs> full list of deployments. <laughs> and I'm like, you have this huge military vehicle that you're rolling through our community and you're not even keeping a list of all the times that you're doing it. Right. But because they don't care. Like it's frivolous to them to do this. Like, yeah. And I think I, also we should, I think also we should clarify that the sheriff now is a guy named Brad Kunkel right. who took over for Lonnie, I think within the last year or two and Rod Sullivan's relationship with Brad, the same as his relationship with Lonnie. Yeah. And I mean, to his credit, aside from the fact that he he's a sheriff and he has, I mean, he's there are major problems with his department and his office. Like Brad Kunkel is like a pretty decent guy, aside from that. You know? I believe he was elected in 2020, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, take decent guy how you will. I mean, <laughs> like, still talking about a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are so like so many problems with his office that we could go into. But it's so apparent that Rod Sullivan has the brain of a Democrat when he like values and prioritizes his relationships with people in power versus yeah. the people who like he should be accountable to the folks who elected him. <laughs> So, and I think be it Rod or anybody else and who's a politician in Johnson County, I think the thing that has thrown them um, within the last year or two are people attacking them for not being left enough. Mm-hmm. Like Rod throughout his solvos, the years and years of solvos talks about, oh, I'm used to criticism because people tell me I'm a commie bastard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I mean, it's the solvos, it, he seems hardened to that. 
What mm-hmm. he's not used to is when people come up to him and are like, hey, Rod, this is racist. And he's like, I'm not a racist. I would have voted for Obama for a third time. <laughs> I mean, Rod is that kind of Democrat. Yeah. That's what that's what all the um well, that's a lie. That's what like half of the city council people in Des Moines are like. We we have some yeah. like like just hardcore fucking Joe Gatto is a fucking yeah, monster. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But I like, love every- my Joe Gatto. <laughs> I, I have like a deep appreciation from Joe Gatto having gotten involved in this stuff because like he will just say it. Like, yeah. he, he is just like, I am a fucking racist, elitist, Republican <laughs> piece of shit. He doesn't say that, does he? <laughs> no, 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 no. But he'll just, he'll just be like, I don't care about people. Versus like... <laughs> that is so refreshing. <laughs> I like, some of the uh, other ones are a little more like mealy mouth, like Josh Mandelbaum yeah. or like, you know, yeah. someone who like who really likes to like say like oh we're gonna have a police citizen review board but they're not like, you know it's like they like gesture to it but at least joe gatto is joe gatto and you know like he doesn't give a fuck and you know his stance <laughs> and he's like straight up about it like yeah i would rather have somebody who defends their race racist tendencies than someone who denies them I, I mean, like, fuck, yeah. fuck either person who does it. Like, fuck both <laughs> yeah. of those people. But, like... I can't believe you guys are all endorsing Joe Gatto. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst dude I've ever seen. He's, like, it just has the worst personality of no, anyone. Like, one of my favorite things, there's, like, a video from Joe Gatto's <laughs> restaurant during a puff piece about how it was, like, hard for him oh, to yeah. find, like, workers. <laughs> Where they don't mention that he's a city council person. <laughs> yeah! Like, like, that's so messed up. But, like, he's preparing these salads, and he doesn't have gloves on. He just sticks his hands right Mm -hmm. into the He he does! He, like, you can see his thumbs, like, pushing down the lettuce leaves. And it's like, Joe (laughs) Gatto! But he's just like, I'm a restaurateur, I'm a local shitbag, like, this is what I am, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna vote different, you know know what I am, I'm a a developer's bitch. Versus yeah. like, I, I don't live in my district. I don't live in my district. <laughs> I live. <laughs> and, yeah, I get really mad about it when you get brought up. Like he started, he started yelling about it, and it was, uh, we had the meeting about them when they were trying to change the county or the not the county map, the um, ward maps. Mm-hmm. And someone yeah, got yeah. up and said, like, while we do this, I really think we should tighten up residency restrictions so that Joe, <laughs> people like Joe Gatto actually have to live in the district they serve. And he go- he leans to his microphone and he's like, I want two elections! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> like, you're defensive, Joe Gatto. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's not even claiming that, no, I do actually live in my district. He's just like, I won anyway! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's awful. No, he doesn't live there at all. It's like I'm not going to live in this <laughs> shitty district that I represent. No way. That is so this, awful. Uh, this list of deployments that you showed me, Dan, um, mm-hmm. you were saying that, that Lonnie was kind of trying to sell this MRAP to the public and to the other elected officials in Johnson County saying, uh, it's a rescue vehicle. It's so we yeah, can we're gonna rescue be, people we're from We're going to be taking grandmas to grocery stores <laughs> on Sundays and little kids yeah. to get their library cards. So if you look at the, the list, it's like they did that for one day. They, <laughs> there's yeah. like four flood evacuation deployments. And it's like just so they could back up what they were saying. Totally. And then 
almost everything after that is like staged homicide arrest drug distribution uh barricaded subject it's like all this like criminal stuff after that well one of what's funny is they talk about how like oh this would be so great in disasters but i think this form is from 2014 when they talk about how it got stuck one time on the shoulder of a gravel road um also (laughs) during any of those in iowa (laughs) well like this this document it's like also during training one operator pulled over on the shoulder of a gravel road to switch drivers and the truck sank into the shot soft shoulder and had to be pulled out by a towing company. <laughs> How is that going to help you in a disaster? Yeah. <laughs> now we have a really big thing have to get heard. Stuck. There, yeah. Have you heard of those disasters, though, where there are like IEDs all <laughs> over the place? That... Yeah. Well, it is mine resistant. Mm-hmm. Well, so apparently it can like drive over like bombs and stuff, but then right. I think after that it's pretty well toast. Like it's just meant to like <laughs> keep the people inside safe. Okay, yeah. Which I mean, we have lots of IEDs in Johnson County. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what we're known for. Maybe if you're referring to irate educated Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> Like Rod Sullivan. Well, wow. You know what Rod stands for? It stands for racist old Democrat. Oh. So. All right, let's do Sullivan now. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, when they deploy this vehicle to? Uh, other than when they're standby protests, I think we know what's going on mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think we saw had, it that time, but <laughs> yeah, like Lonnie deployed, staged it for the protests. Not mm-hmm. only any like any of the protests in 2020, it was staged the night folks got tear gassed on Dubuque Street. Is right. it purely like you? I mean, you guys were there. It was a tool of like intimidation. I don't right? think. We didn't see it. And I think like the difference between it being like staged versus like deployed, I think. I don't know if I'm right on the terminology, but yeah, is I'm that not sure. like it's ready to go versus it actually going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the protest ones it says standby. So they like parked yeah. it somewhere, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what are they planning to do with it? <laughs> like what what is it? What is it waiting to do? <laughs> Well, and like they talk about it with current with the current debate, they talk about how essential it is for officer safety. What about departments without a vehicle like this? What about what did y'all do before you had this tank? <laughs> and you it doesn't know? get used that often. So I mean, yeah. And I thought they were like always fearing for their lives. So shouldn't they be using it more frequently? So if you were in, if you were actually interested in officer state safety as opposed to whatever kind of terrorism this vehicle offers, you would invest in uh, more bullet resistant cop cars. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just the logic doesn't make sense to me at all. It's just like wanting to play soldier. Like it's like they went and they failed the psychological test for the military. They said you're too much of a sociopath to join the navy. So now you're a cop, and you want to still be able to play with the stuff. Well, exactly. And they talk about how oh, this is really good because the psychological intimidation factor oh, okay. of this vehicle helps end situations. And you're like, okay. What about the children who are seeing this huge vehicle roll down their street? Right. Like a few months ago, didn't they drive this into somebody's house yeah. on like the south side? So um, <laughs> actually a few months ago, it was a bear cat. Oh, which that was is a bear a little, cat. 
which is what they want to replace it. It with. was the federal government who did that. Um, yes, that was an FBI raid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an FBI yeah. raid, raid. It was a federal okay. Bearcat. Yeah. And actually, I think sometime within the last two or three days, actually, uh, the Iowa City Police Department borrowed the Bearcat from uh, the Lynn County Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. and conducted a raid with it. And so Chief Liston is from, um, he was an officer in Texas. I want to say San Antonio, down, mm. someplace in Texas. Yeah. And he, at a work session for Iowa City Council, he was talking about how, oh, these vehicles keep our officers safe. And I used to keep photos of my children in the Bearcat when I was in the <laughs> on the department down there in Texas. And... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> <laughs> they're such babies. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, he was getting super emotional during that work session. That's and the like, only wow. place where he can see his kids. Like, he's not allowed <laughs> to be near them. Yeah, and what he was getting so emotional, and I was like, dude. You, I mean, there are alternatives to using these vehicles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, he's putting on a show to like gather their sympathy so that they'll approve the budget, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, just to defend its usage, and because that particular work session, I think, I don't know if it was then or later when they just, Iowa City decided to cut uh, their, or actually, I don't even know if Iowa City has decided to cut their funding for the insurance. Uh, Mm -hmm. And like the upkeep of it, because the current position of the Iowa City Council right now is to keep the MRAP in the toolbox for disasters (laughs) as they look for alternatives. So rather than trading the MRAP for a Bearcat, it's like get a Bearcat and keep the MRAP still. (laughs) Well, and so if the sheriff gets a Bearcat, he's assured the uh, he has assured people that he will get rid of the MRAP. Oh, okay. But I mean, <laughs> what what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. We're supposed to just take his word for it. And this isn't supposed to be like something signed, like between his yeah. department and the rest of the local, you know, yeah. officials. Yeah, no, it's wild. To prepare for this, I did look up Bearcats. Um, and that's how I found out Bearcats, not very cute. Also, not the right kind of bear cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like a scary jungle animal, they're right? They're not cute. <laughs> yeah. It's not oh. so cute, bear cat. I thought they name. bred a bear with a cat. <laughs> what could be cuter than that? What could be yeah. cuter than a bear cat? No, oh, they're very that was, creepy. That was my same reaction because, like, the sheriff, like, we, I had no clue what a bear cat was going into the work supervisor work session in June. And when the sheriff was presenting and defending the MRAP, and he's like, well, if we want to get rid of the MRAP, we can get a Bearcat. And so everybody just, including the supervisors, just started Googling Bearcat. <laughs> like, and Natalie, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> I do think it's kind of cute. It is not cute, Stella. It is not cute. It has the cutest name. What could be cuter than a cross between a bear and a cat? And you look it up and it's this, like, jungle weasel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um the company that makes them is called Lenco. L E N C O. Lenco. Lenco Brandon. Len Lenco. Lenco Brandon. <laughs> and if you look at their like 
if you look at their YouTube channel, it's just all of these clips of news stories featuring their vehicles. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. killed in rain. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a fine but, quality Lenco product. <laughs> yeah. And like if if you ha- if I had to describe the difference between a Lenco and an MRAP, I would say the MRAP is just like a huge military truck, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bearcat is like a Brinks armored car. Yeah. Uh or like a, a s- small ambulance. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing though, the Bearcat is so will be so much worse for our community than the MRAP is. Okay. For one simple reason, it's supposedly less menacing, <laughs> which means that it will get used more. Yeah. Right. And when they yeah. use it, these Bearcats have attachments where it's like a a battering ram where you can ram into houses and they can use them to insert tear gas. And not only that, they can have attachments with these vehicles that will rip apart houses. It's much easier to rip apart a house with a Bearcat than it is with an MRAP. Well, MRAP, like what kind of offensive it's, it really is only designed to just like be for transportation. Exactly. You, it doesn't have like offensive capabilities, like using tear tear gas. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I find it very offensive. <laughs> the MRAP went into mass production because the, the folks who were fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq were coming against IEDs and they literally just needed to transport. They didn't really want them to have offensive capabilities just to keep the people in li- in, inside safe. Whereas the Bearcat, I mean, there are so many more tactical things that they can do with Bearcat than like they can do with an MRAP. Mm-hmm. So like while the MRAP is more, it looks more intimidating, the Bearcat actually is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, they're both intimidating and awful, but like, I would say that they're equally That's bad. Insidious. I mean, all of this is so insidious. Right. I mean, ideally, ideally, what we would hope for is, well, ideally, the abolition of the department itself. But yeah, uh, just just reducing their military capabilities, getting rid of these vehicles at all, making them drive regular cars like you and me. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a good, you know, step yeah. in the right direction. Give them a scooter. Yeah. They want to be more friendly <laughs> and, like, welcomed by the community. I, I think that wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> they could be, like, Paul Blorts. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I'm on the Lenco website, and, like, you can't find out about the, like, battering area and attachments and stuff. You have to actually be in a sheriff's or police department to log in to actually so, look at this stuff. You can't even oh, look it up. Yeah, it's really hard, and I was trying to find, like... It's so opaque. I was trying to find, like, stuff that would show their capabilities, but, like, it's really hard to find official marketing stuff about it. Which, also, fun fact, I submitted a FOIA request to the county to get all email communication from representatives of Lenco Hmm. and county officials. And so I'm waiting to hear back on that. But I'm super, I'm very interested to see what I will find with it. It doesn't even, this is so, this is so weird. They're not even really, they're clearly not interested in just like selling their products. They have like relationships with, like, they clearly don't want to tell you what they actually look like or can do. Yeah, exactly. Right. They don't want you to know. (laughs) They don't want me to be looking right now. I'm on their website and you just can't find information. I mean, there's pictures. And the thing is, is they're really cool. 
They are. It's a YouTube video <laughs> of like this couple and it's like a YouTube channel of like, I think they like promote lots of guns and other big unwieldy American things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they literally take a bear cat and take it through drive throughs <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, it's like this, this, this person at the drive through window trying to give their drink to the people <laughs> and having to stick it vertically or horizontally through a gun port to give it to the people inside. Wow. It's it's just like, what the hell? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really want one, but... I, wa- I want this little forest weasel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm seeing the Lenko bear cat. <laughs> Less cool. I'm looking at bear cat the animal again. Okay. Okay, so... So at, at this meeting next week, the Board of Supervisors is uh, looking at what in terms of like a budget item? They're looking at whether to approve the sheriff's budget. So for his entire department. So it's like department, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And the other really big weird thing with it is um, they're also buying new body cameras. And they're going to have to buy an entire set of body cameras. It's a whole lot of money. It's like it's a, a big fraction of a million. Wow. Okay. Like it's like several hundred thousand that they want to drop on body cameras because um, apparently the software with the new body cameras they want isn't compatible with the software for the current body cameras they have. <laughs> what a grift. Yeah. And Lisa Green Douglas like put the sheriffs with a ringer at the last budget meeting about this. And it was, I was like, get it, Lisa. Like, <laughs> but um, it's just, it's really wonky. I'm using like this is like a hundred dollar webcam that I'm on right now, and like this is pretty sufficient. Like if they had just like a a battery for yeah. it that would last a shift, like this would be enough, right? <laughs> well, and the other thing that Green Douglas pointed out was she was like, so what are the protocols for these cops effectively using these cameras? Like, yeah. And the sheriff basically had to admit that like there really isn't anything stopping a sheriff, like a sheriff's deputy, from just like slipping off his camera. You know what I mean? And that's how yeah. they do it. Right. I've they, so they don't to a, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. So they don't even have like department rules like governing themselves. It's like just whatever. I mean, it's very vague. Yeah. Um it's it's super vague. Like they it I mean, there's a lot of changes that need to happen with their department, yeah. but that like getting specifying that is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. We should definitely be giving them more money so that they can start doing their documentation, start getting some guidelines in place for these body cameras. Yeah, well, like these body cameras, these armored vehicles. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Natalie, you, wild. you said you talked to a cop. It's very I dangerous. I talked to a cop who turned off his camera before continuing to tell me something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was a, That's not a good sign. I'm glad you're okay, dude. Like, <laughs> he was like, here, let me switch this off and then went in to say something about someone that um, I work with. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. Just like deliberately saying, let me turn this off. And then. Just to I gossip or what? <laughs> Um, it was about, I'll, I'll tell you later, but um, okay. about <laughs> about the criminal record of someone that, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So, uh, yes. Basically to gossip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> that cop was a messy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the Johnson County Board of Supervisors at this meeting will be going over 
the entirety of the proposed budget from the sheriff's department. So, and um, John Green, I forget if he was messaging with Taylor Kuhn or Tara McGovern, but he was mm-hmm. messaging with one of them and they were asking him, so like, is this meeting going to be it? And he was giving very vague answers. He was like, well, it will be one of three, I think, readings of the budget. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that it's really at the discretion of the new chairperson of the board. Which was uh, Roy San as of now, right? Roy San has taken over for Pat Hyden as chairperson of the board, yeah. which um, I have a lot of respect for Roy San in terms of the activism that she's done for the community. And I mean, she can do a lot of good. Unfortunately, she also has some really bad tendencies, be it just kind of an inflated ego or just very vindictive. Mm -hmm. And I think that really came out. I mean, whether it was with her treatment of people who were on the Iowa City Truth and Reconciliation Commission Mm -hmm. or even in these board meetings. I mean, it's... It's it's disappointing. And she seems to be pretty friendly with the sheriff's department as well. So what's interesting is Roy San live, lives in the south side where the MRAP has been disproportionately used. Right. The, the yeah. sheriffs, like these cops disproportionately use the MRAP in these predominantly BIPOC neighborhoods. Right. Roy San is against the MRAP. She is very pro Bearcat. Oh. And at the at one of the work sessions, I think it was in mid-August, she was talking about how, yeah, the Bearcat or the MRAP is bad, but we need to protect these officers and we need we need the Bearcat. And the example that she used was she was like, there was all these gunfight, like all these shootings happening. And if I was the family of someone who got murdered, I wouldn't care if people came down from helicopters to get the murderer. And she went on to talk about how, and this was what was concerning to me, was how she met with the sheriff and how he taught. And I think specifically what she said, and she was like, and he taught me why they need this vehicle. I think she used some vernacular that was like that, which (laughs) which I was like, what does that mean? What did did he teach you? I mean, it like it, it was very clear that it's very clear that if they get a bear cat, they're going to continue the terrible things that they've been doing in the South side. That's going to quadruple. I mean, the bear cat will become a regular presence within that part of the community. They're going to start tearing up houses with it. Something they don't do with the MRAP. Yeah. And one of the other things that Roy San has said is that like, she's tired and on in that mid August meeting, she was talking about how she was tired of all these white people advocating on behalf of black people. And she was like, where are, where is the black community today? And when she said that she was ignoring the fact that black people that day had called in against the Bearcat. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if Lynn County has one and they're willing to let us use it whenever, why do we need one of our own? Exactly. Exactly. And um, they like to talk about how, oh, if there's a shooting, like there was a shooting on the Ped Mall, we can just whip this vehicle out. And it's like, no, you can't. Well, the thing it takes was, forever to mobilize. Yeah, it. right. And the thing with the shootings on the Ped Mall is like the cops show up like what, at least an hour later, right? It's not like yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're quickly apprehending the suspect or something. The shooting happens yeah, exactly. in the middle of the night and people find out the next day. Exactly. <laughs> 
Ugh. Was that the was that the case? I feel like there's always cops down there. <laughs> there's always cops at the Pemo, but yeah. I mean, it's... but not they're not driving like an right. armored vehicle. I just vehicle. mean they're, they're not like no. mobilizing instantly as soon as a gun fires. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you can't drive your bike on the Ped Mall, much less one of these vehicles. <laughs> I I would, however, like to give a shout out to DMPD who uh, would regularly take their Bearcat to the farmers market there. <laughs> <laughs> DMPD always has a booth at the farmer's market are you kidding me (laughs) I'm just like if I was going to the farmer's market if it's like 730 on a Saturday I do not want to see an armored vehicle Des Moines is like they're like all of this on steroids (laughs) Des Moines loves their corruption they love their militarized police the bear cat is at every single fucking farmer's market for the kids to take pictures in. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. always there. <laughs> it was at the winter farmer's market. <laughs> Speaking of taking pictures with armored vehicles, I think John Green was talking because they just deployed the MRAP around West Branch. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of the small towns around there. He was talking about how his mom told him that the, the sheriff's office was letting people take pictures with the MRAP. What did they deploy and- it for? Just PR? <laughs> I mean, I hate to break it to them, but they're going to need a lot more to deal with Herbert Hoover's ghost. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there had been like an armored suspect who did like kind of a car chase or something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it, it was just kind of questionable, though, that usage of it. Yeah. And it also came very shortly after the sheriff's budget hearing. I think it was like a day, less than 48 a- hours after the last sheriff's budget hearing in December. That wasn't the hearing. That was his budget work session. But I mean, mm-hmm. it was very clear that they just wanted to roll this out just to show that they could. Yeah, right. Like, see, we are using it. Here, here it is. <laughs> we yeah. need this. Yeah. So uh, I know that the the Board of Supervisors is very probably intentionally vague about like what authority they actually have over the sheriff and his budget. But yeah, I, I mean, what do we hope happens at these uh, budget sessions? We hope that they just refuse to give him, I mean, allow him to buy a bear cat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ideally, they would also say, hey, if you don't uh, agree to get rid of the MRAP, we're not going to buy you these body cameras. We're not going to give you this or that. I would say, hey, they should completely refuse to give him funding, but they're not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I think if they refuse to buy him a new body cam system, unless he gets rid of this vehicle or if they refuse to give him all of the money that he wants, unless he refuses to do away with armored vehicles, I think that would be a win. As it stands right now, Lisa, out of the supervisors, there are five. Lisa Green Douglas is opposed. John Green is opposed. Pat Hyden, the former chairperson who's retiring at the end of this year, at the end of her term this year, yeah, she has noted she's been pretty quiet mm-hmm. about her stance on this. But the one time that she really spoke significantly was about gun violence and talking about how we need to protect these officers. <sighs> and that was the same day that Roy Sand also went off about gun violence. Which is ironic because it's like these things don't really protect cops. It only protects the people inside. What about the people outside? 
at an Iowa City work session, Susan Mims was talking about how she would rather have kids in the South Side scared of the MRAP than being struck by bullets in their homes. And I'm like, Susan, the MRAP <laughs> isn't a bullet magnet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, shouldn't the kids have some sort of armor of their own then, if that's your concern? <laughs> Give everyone their own bear cat. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we build the houses out of MRAP? <laughs> that would be that would be great. <laughs> Weird ideas, man. Now we're talking. <laughs> Do you know what kind of vehicle they're gonna have to get to bust into the MRAP houses? Though, like yeah. that would be wild. <laughs> but so, um, Pat Hyden is she's been opposed to it. Roy Sand Porter, I she's in with the sheriff right now, so I would be surprised. And she's put her stake so much on having a Bearcat, I would be surprised if she backs down now. Yeah, for sure. So I think really the tiebreaker is going to be Rod Sullivan. What is Rod going to do? Yeah. We shouldn't have we shouldn't have shit on him <laughs> earlier in the podcast. Uh, I, I would like to take this moment to apologize to Rod <laughs> Sullivan for everything I've said to him about him. Rod, if you come back to Twitter, we'll do nothing but tell you how great you are. Yeah, <laughs> please Rod, come back. I. I will show up to every meeting for two months just kissing your ass <laughs> if, you were, if you vote down these armored vehicles. Uh, yeah, honestly, me too. I- I'd be thrilled to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what's crazy though is Rod has talked about how I don't believe these view. Ve- I believe these vehicles are wrong. And yet he's doing nothing right. to protect the community from them. Right. He won't oppose them in any like material way. Colin. The Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of the things that is in, that has been interesting about Rod, so Rod is a frequent, I mean, going through his salvos and just his statements, he's been a frequent critic of ICPD. Hmm. He blames the misuse, misuse of these armored vehicles on ICPD. Okay. And um, which, I mean, that kind of belies the fact that ICPD and the sheriff's department coordinate together. So, I mean, it's all the same people. Yeah. Like they're this exact same. Yeah. So Rod has tried to make it so that like the county comes off like faultless, spotless, (laughs) which that's not the case. There are real problems with the sheriff's office. And I'm sorry, Rod, but like you can't keep kissing the sheriff's ass. Like, I mean, because that's literally what he's been doing for for decades. I mean, going through his blog posts, like, I mean, that's literally what it is. And he has to do what he has admitted is right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and uh, that's what's so frustrating about this is because there are multiple people in the community, whether they're officials or not, who just refuse to do what's right. And they, they're like, oh, I would love to speak out against this vehicle, but a, I don't want to jeopardize this relationship. I don't want to jeopardize potential funding for my organization. I mean, it's... Gosh. We've seen, I mean, numerous examples of that. It's, it's really disheartening. But they're not concerned about jeopardizing their relationship with the communities of color in Iowa City. Exactly. Right. And like, if I was the most pro-law enforcement person ever... I wouldn't want these vehicles either because, I mean, they're terrible for the relationship of the department and the community. I mean, they do nothing to build bridges. So, like, you can look at this either way, pro-cop or 
anti-cop, whatever you want. And it's bad for the the departments involved. Yeah. They just want a big destructive toy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And the current sheriff, Brad Kunkel. So at one of the last, I think it was the last budget hearing, I made a remote control armored vehicle mm-hmm. a few months ago and I drove it around the supervisor chamber and I was like, <laughs> if y'all don't care about this invading all these neighborhoods, so we're going to invade your chamber with this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was funny because like chairperson Hyden and I shared a moment and I was like, you can just tell me when my time's done and stop me then. And she looked at me in the eye and she was like, I certainly will. Um <laughs> But so I did that a few months ago. And then in December, um, I during the sheriff's budget session, I brought it and I was like, here, Brad, you want a toy tank so bad? Here you go. And he took it and he just like dropped it like really high. It was very passive aggressive. Yeah, like there's video. He, he was f- furious at me. <laughs> so, yeah, ideally, um, I want to be encouraging people who are listening to this to attend this meeting on the 12th, either in, well, I mean, if it even happens in person because COVID is rampaging, but, uh, you know, either in person or on Zoom. And what what can people expect attending meetings like this since you've been to so many of them, Dan? So um, it's actually very simple. Um, it really is. So um, I'm not exactly sure what the public, public comment will look like. At, they begin their meetings with general public comment. The, the chairperson will generally say, hey, if you want to comment about a particular item, such as the Bearcat, you can do that later when it's on the agenda. Or if it's not on the public comment for that's not on the agenda, you can comment about it now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you just show up and they'll tell you when to comment. I mean, it's pretty simple in that regard. Are the agendas already out? Uh, they come out within a week of the meeting. Okay. So, if you look at it like a day or two beforehand and at the site for the supervisors, you will be able to find it. And the um, the meeting information will be on that agenda page. So if someone who is listening to us wants to attend and comment, like what in their time that they might have, what would you say would be the most important point or points that you hope people make? Yeah. So I would say that um, there are numerous points that you couldn't make. I think right now the most effective would just be saying, hey, this is not a good investment. This isn't a good investment for the welfare of the department, for the welfare of the county, for the welfare of the community. Yeah. There are so many th- better things that y'all could be doing with your money. And it's just foolish to just be enabling the sheriff and all of, I mean, all of his supporters with stuff. Mm-hmm. It's our money, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And um, these people know what's right and what's wrong. And you just have to try to appeal to try to appeal to that. Try You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't call him a bitch, though. Try to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's I just showing up and saying, hey, like, do follow your conscience with this. Follow mm-hmm. what's best for our community, because these vehicles are not good for the community. Yeah, I I really struggle with this because, like, I, I see you and like our other friends who go to these meetings all the time like saying these things to them over and over and like yeah they they know that like <laughs> this stuff is wrong and like they should oppose it but it doesn't seem to matter like what 
the public is saying to them ever it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> the, they don't care local government doesn't give a fuck but it's still important on the one hand it's it can feel like water washing over rock i mean you you can feel like your comments are falling on deaf ears yeah on the other hand from 2014 on there wasn't really any discussion about this. Yeah. I mean, people made a fuss about it when they first got it and then it died away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you keep up the pressure, keep trying, I, you will get it done. And I mean, we've been relentless with this since May. And I mean, that's been a really big part of like a big reason why these changes are happening is the relentlessness. Yeah. So I would just say that like, it's hard, but if you keep just this dialogue open in the community, I think eventually it will resound with folks. Yeah. The time is hopefully now and the arc of justice is bending hopefully a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, it could be too having some fresh faces there actually, you know, participating or someone who says, you know, I'm a lifelong Democrat. You could push Rod's buttons maybe a little bit. (laughs) I think that's exactly what it means. Because like they've been hearing from us a lot. The more people that chime in, the better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if just like a couple people who listen to us were even just to pop on there and be a fresh face. Because it's really easy for these people to say like, oh, it's just Dan. It's this vocal few, the vocal (laughs) minority that shows up all the fucking time. Or it's like if one one of you listening like hops on there and it'll be like, oh, someone like came just for this. Or Mm -hmm. I might try and get on, but I also think it's like a little bit immoral of me to like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's one of the, like, I felt the same way about, like, participating in Des Moines politics. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm connected to people in Des Moines. Mm. I go to Des Moines. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's a part of my extended community. It's a great point. And I guess I would just encourage all of the people listening to this right now, just not only to listen to us, but, like, to research these things, to look them up, to just, because there's a lot out there that you can read into about the effectiveness we're not, of... We're not trying to have our our uh, listeners access other types of media and it's just and that's it i'm sorry you can trust no. us and only us we're trying to feed them one one leafy green in their media diet and it's us folks should just go and like read a transcript of the show at the medium <laughs> <laughs> well basically there's there's two things based on what we were just talking about, two things that the people in power would like to happen the most. One is that we get either bored or exhausted or tired and we stop bothering them. And two is that we don't consider Des Moines and Iowa City to be part of the same community and we keep ourselves separated and never, never interact with each other, like make our friends in Des Moines deal with our own shit. No, we should all be bothering each other's local officials in addition to our own. That's that's all be bothered point. at all times. I, I mean, I like together we're stronger. And I mean, yeah. it's been really inspiring and awesome just getting to know folks from Des Moines and learning from what they're doing and just inspiring each other. I think it's been really cool. Absolutely. That's such a good point. I'm going to practice what I preach and actually try to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love to see us. I don't know if uh, the supervisors would, but that's, that's why it's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So th- this is uh, the twelfth. It's at one thirty. Even if we don't like accomplish anything tangible with this budget, we can at least make these people annoyed and uncomfortable, and they take it very personally. So we can at least like make their lives slightly worse because they deserve it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, it, it, like I said earlier, it's just weird hearing Rod talk about how, oh, activists, it's good for activists to stir shit when it's actually like, Rod, like, you don't like that. Right. <laughs> Once his shit gets stirred, he's uncomfortable. <laughs> he, he, he is so uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dan, thank you so much for talking with us about this tonight. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Is there anything else that you'd like to ask about or anything? I don't know. I think we did a pretty good job for this one. Yeah. Uh, we should yeah. have you back sometime and just like shoot the shit for a while too, though. Oh man. I would love <laughs> to come like share some more salvos because salvos <laughs> are so wild. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear maybe the most interesting or illuminating salvo into Rod's <laughs> character or maybe like the crazy wildest uh, council meeting that you've attended and I know you've, <laughs> you've gone to your fair share. I I once gave the city manager of Iowa City a pig trophy <laughs> that said worst city manager <laughs> and um, I will say that he was a really good sport about it <laughs> and um, whereas like when I gave the sheriff the toy MRAP he was super pissy and he was just like oh like jeff ruin was like come here i'll i'll, I'll take the big trophy he's like it means a lot dan yeah. he also like had you arrested though right so yeah he had me arrested so um he's not that good we're really good pals <laughs> him we get brunch together every sunday so <laughs> All right, well, maybe sometime like after you've like studied all of the Salvos, we'll have an episode just about those someday. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. So, well, it was great talking with you all. Yeah, thank, thank you, Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. All right, uh, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your evening. You too. So we'll see everybody on the 12th at 1.30. Sounds good. I spent 27 years in this factory. Now the boss man says, hey, you're not what we need. The penguins in the suits, they know nothing but greed. Solitary life when you've melts the feeder, but who cares about us? Take me down